0: Everybody and welcome, as always, to broadcasting in black and white. I am Joe Massiri. and I am Kenton Young. And Kenton, today I am on the hot seat. <laughs> Kenton was gracious enough, uh, not too long ago, to share his top ten mistakes that he's made during his career. It's Your turn. And it's my turn. The (laughs) tables have turned today. Yes, sir. I don't know. I I got a little bit of an echo, I feel like, now in this too. Do you hear this? I got a little echo, maybe. Um, I think think you like the reverb. You think I like that? I think so. I think so. Alright, we're going to roll with this. Hopefully, we'll fix it in post. Another mistake. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's not one of these listed. Listen, the whole point of this here is to hopefully share some of the mistakes that we've made throughout our career so that you can either, one, avoid making the same mistakes, two, commiserate with having made the same mistakes, or three, learn from them before you make them, Mm -hmm. and that way you can pass this information on to those around you and seem like the old-weathered, smart That's reporter, right. yeah. photographer, MMJ in the newsroom. Um, so hopefully you appreciate this, and hopefully at the end, uh, you guys can decide what you think the biggest mistake or best advice, best mistake to learn from uh, might be in my personal career and share some of the mistakes that you've made along the way so we don't make them if we haven't already. Anyway, Kenton, take it away. So I want to
1: start with what I think might be the maybe the easiest one to learn from. Always wear headphones.
0: Always wear headphones. Yeah. So we're coming at this uh, from from an MMJ point of view, and it sounds very, very obvious. Um, but one of the things that I always said was, "Oh, watch the screen. If the mo- if they're bouncing on the monitor, then mm-hmm. you're getting sound right." So I, I distinctly remember that it was, uh, it was an interview with a city councilman okay. that I had, and I was doing the interview, and everything was bouncing fine on the levels, and I was using a wireless mic at the time, so uh, I, I figured, all right, we're good, bouncing back and forth. Well, there, there's a couple things that can go wrong here, and um, I'll start with one that would have been okay, or I guess maybe something I could have salvaged. But one scenario might be those lines could be bouncing because you've got the mic switched to the wrong input, and you're picking up the sound off the nat mic. The shotgun. Got shotgun, it. right. Got now, it. Now it was a relatively quiet environment, and I had a decent shotgun mic on this camera, so I would have been okay. I could have salvaged that, got right, it. if that Depending was the mistake. Depending upon how far you are from yourself. Right. We were pretty close. It was, a, it was a small room. It wasn't too echoey or anything. I might have, but I would have at least been able to salvage some sound. Absolutely. That would have been fantastic. But? But, uh, unfortunately, I guess I had some interference, something that was interrupting the the signal, and uh, I got a combination of static and a radio station. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately... CD 101.9. <laughs> right, some smooth <laughs> jazz. I think it was Hot 9.7. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I actually don't recall what radio station it was because I was just too busy freaking out that I didn't have the sound that I needed. Now, fortunately... Uh, I was able to have a a quote from him, which I made into a full screen. So you, you improvise and you work around it. I apologized to, uh, to the city councilman and said, you know, we're going to use this statement from you. I made sure that it was the correct statement, uh, that we had from him. I wanted to verify it one more time and give him that courtesy.
1: Did you blame it on technology?
0: Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was going to explain to him the difference between channel one and channel two. And, right. and you know what? Sometimes those... It's a
1: whole lot easier just to blame it on technology.
0: Some right? city council members have hey. done enough interviews where they might understand that. And then I didn't want to get called out for it. So if we just, you know, do a flat technology, you, you fess up. I you think. know
1: you're dealing with the real deal if they ask you, hey, you want to use the XLR? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you sure
0: you don't want to go hardline yeah, yeah, with that? Yeah. I wish in this case that they had said, do you want to go hard? line, because then maybe I wouldn't have had the issue yes, yes, with the sound. But yes. anyway, my fault. We blame it on equipment. Well, I blamed it on equipment issues, and we will all do that. So, and that's not a, a euphemism for anything. By the way. <laughs> 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 We're still talking about news here. Yeah. yeah uh, all right. Yeah, on yeah. to the this next like one. This is a continuation
1: from last <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm just going to go down your list, because there is no particular order here. Right. right. Nope. So let's go with... Uh, Tweeting too much or tweeting too little.
0: Yeah. Um, so some of these mistakes I, I've made personally and s- still struggle with, um, and that one for me, I think, is tweeting too little. Mm. I am not the best person when it comes to uh, promoting my own work, um, and sometimes that comes yeah, as... Yeah, yeah like, that, You know, it's, I, you think about it as like, oh, look at me, look at me, for somebody who might remain humble... Um, and then the other person who might just want to brag about it might have an easier time with this part of, of putting it out there. But I've had people complain about not being able to find stories easily enough and they do follow me on Twitter and they do follow me on Facebook. So sometimes it's even if you look at it as you're doing a courtesy for the person who gave you the courtesy of giving you their time for that interview, then helps you justify it in a way that it's not, hey, I'm not just putting this out there for everybody. And you know what? You do have some fans. You do have some people who are interested along the way or just might be interested in the topic. You want to get that out there. Or you have some people that just missed it. Right. Right. And they need to see it or want to see it. And so that's one thing that I've I've struggled with. Um, But I still think that it's better than the alternative. Um, which is is tweeting too much. (laughs) And when I say tweeting, I I, I use tweeting as an example, but this is social media in general. When it comes to Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever the case might be, I mean, look, we all saw how much trouble Anthony Weiner got in, right, with Twitter.
1: We want to relive that for him.
0: Right. Now, it helped us because we got plenty of news stories out of it, and you can delete the tweet, but as we all know, there's a way to save it or somebody has saved it or Learned go back. A lot of lessons from that one. Right? Of course, of course. Right. So let's hope we can learn from his mistake. But I've seen reporters who will take a Instagram shot on a house that burnt down talking about their boots and how they're going to stink of smoke. Mm-hmm. So you know that combination there, pretty insensitive for the family. Uh, we right now we're in political season. God, political views get tweeted, and we know that people can get in trouble when it comes to tweeting out their political views. That's when it, all the dirt comes out. Look, I, I have no problem. I mean, we are people, right? Reporters are people, and we can have an opinion. We do have opinions. To say that we don't is to deny is to to deny your humanity, right? right? But most people still look to us as impartial um, distributors of information. I mean, we still want to get both sides of a story. We still want to get the whole story. And so sometimes you got to check your opinions at the door. Now, if somebody wants to come ask me what it is, then I have no problem sharing it. But unsolicited sometimes, that could get you in trouble.
1: All right, all right, all right. I think I am going to skip around. Looking okay. at your list here, I'm like, hmm, what's going on here? All right, so let's go with the big interview is rarely the best interview. Explain that one.
0: All right, so this is one that every new reporter, I feel, makes. Uh, when you get the opportunity to interview somebody who you would consider a significant public figure, right, whether it's uh, you know, the mayor, uh, some political figure, some superstar, those people have done so many interviews, and I've done this before. It's that you go, and you, all the mics are pointing in this one direction, and you want to go, and you need to get that. But the story is somewhere else usually around there. If you look at like undercover boss, right? <laughs> That's a show out there right now that I look at. Yeah. Those stories are so That's powerful cool because, yeah, the little but the little people have. I'll admit it, it made me cry one episode. I mean, you know, I <laughs> all
1: right, I tear it up. I didn't cry. I usually get emotional <laughs> at the sports <laughs> movies,
0: so uh, when it comes to uh, the Rudies of the world mm. or whatnot, Friday Night Lights, whatever. But, but anyway, we, we digress. digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, sometimes when you have that big interview, it's a it's it's such an advantage to just go and look where the cameras aren't looking right now. I think we've got a chopper coming in overhead right now. So. <laughs> it's, it's live. Let, we'll, <laughs> we'll let that one pass before they we have uh get live to the chopper. <laughs> live recording. <laughs> Anyway, good, so um, good. yeah, so a lot of times, you know, you, you go for that interview, you go where all those cameras are pointing, and you right. know what you're gonna get when you go that direction? The same thing everyone else has. Yeah. And if and and I'm not saying that you don't get that, right? But if you tell your story that way, then your story is going to be the same as everyone else's. I love when it comes to the actual newscast of maybe using that official soundbite as a setup for Mm. your story if you find the person who you know you do a story about a minimum wage hike and you've got the mayor making this big announcement and everybody's at the rally in the press conference well that's great to set it up now go find the person who is going to benefit from that minimum wage hike and that's the story that's the story that's going to help convey the reason why somebody should support the minimum wage hike or against it. Find the person who owns a small business and who can't afford to hire somebody new because the minimum wage is going up, and now all of his employees are getting a raise. So don't go for the obvious. Step outside the
1: box. Yeah, Go for what the other people aren't going for. Set yourself aside from the rest.
0: Right, and and definitely, if you find the, the people the people who aren't used to having the cameras in their face are going to are sometimes more genuine with it cuz they're not polished, they don't have these rehearsed answers. And you know what? A lot of times they are easier for your viewers to relate to because your not your viewers aren't politicians for the most part, right? You have a handful that are, but they're everyday people who are blue-collar people who can relate to that person on the other end. Of those announcements and things, so yeah, go go left when people go right. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. So people are going right, but
1: did they do this? Uh oh. And it's on your list. Verify, verify, verify. I'm reading it verbatim, folks. Or don't report.
0: Yeah. So I've had. Uh, this is such, this is one that I made a mistake with when I was uh, just starting out in this business. And I had someone from my station who was telling me that we had information. Uh, and I later found out that they their attribution was to another news outlet. And I did not have something verified myself. And they called me with this news as though it was breaking news. like And we were behind on something, which we were. But it wasn't clear that the information wasn't. Vetted, Right. right. And, and, and it's a certain amount of you have to trust the people that you work with, especially you want to, yeah, you want to know that you can, yeah. especially the bigger the markets you get to, the less time you actually have in those instances, the more professional you think everybody is up that level. But ultimately, it's your face. It's your name that gets associated with that story. It's not the producer. It's not the writer. It's not the assignment desk who is going to be blamed for that. And then, you know what? Ultimately, it puts you in a position where you're just pitted against somebody saying, oh, it was your fault. And it's a game of pointing the finger at one another. Yeah, it's your face on the story. That's what people are going to connect the story to. So you want to make sure that it's... It. And then you're gonna go back and then you're gonna go back to your newsroom and you're gonna say what? You're gonna say, Lo, no, they told me this, and then they're gonna say a combination of things. Right. Uh, who knows what they're gonna say? And you don't want that, right? If they if they did verify it, ask them who they verified it with. Was there an email that was right. sent Who's that you can source? look at? What's your source? Right. But even so, so we had an example today actually. I was doing a story, and there was something that other stations were reporting, and we had it up on our website, but I had been making the phone calls to the appropriate outlets and could not get it confirmed for myself, right? They weren't confirming the information. So I'm saying, okay, whoever got this confirmed, maybe you got lucky and you got somebody else in there. Maybe you pushed harder than I did. I don't know what the situation was. Maybe the person I spoke to just wasn't informed as to what the latest information was. But regardless, you need that verification. It is so much better to leave something out than to put something wrong out there. I will stand by that a hundred times out of a hundred. All right. So uh, let's move on to the next one. I got to be prepared,
1: patient, and persistent for all interviews. Okay. You're I laughing. love this, yeah, one. What's no, up with this one. This
0: is one of my favorite. This is one of my absolute favorite stories. Uh, and, and fortunately, I didn't have to make this mistake to learn it, but I got to see it firsthand okay um okay. we had adam Lefko uh, on our podcast who um does sports and he talked about being prepared for his interviews with um with john calipari or i'm sorry excuse me rick patino yeah rick patino and uh, john Cal- calipari who are two you know, uh, coaches who are always prepared right for their games for their press conferences for everything so you have to go into those press conferences prepared if you know those guys Mayor Bloomberg was that probably times a thousand. (laughs) So we had a a situation at these press conferences, they'll often do on-topic questions, and then they'll do their off-topic questions. And they usually, as long as the hands are going up pretty consistently and they feel that they are are the stories that they've needed to address, they they do give you a decent amount of time with that. Um, So one reporter... Was very eager to get his question across to uh, Mayor Bloomberg at the time. And he's raising his hand, and he's jumping out of his seat. He's that excited kid in the class, you know, in the background. And the teacher's like, all right, I've called on you before. Right? Let's let some get some of these other kids involved. And he's almost falling out of his chair. Now he's going with the ooh, ooh, ooh. So now and it's Bloomberg getting like, worse. You, sir. So no. So <laughs> first he goes, he goes, sir, please don't fall out of your chair or something <laughs> to that effect. And he says, he's, he starts he starts pushing at him and he goes, he goes, "Don't worry. He goes, we'll get to we'll you. Get you. please, you're being rude to everybody." Okay. That's a, probably a nicer way than he actually said it. But anyway, <laughs> so he goes and he eventually calls on this on this reporter. And the reporter is talking about a story that his paper did, which was uh, a story about an amusement park ride that was using water from a fire hydrant to feed their ride. And they had brought attention to it and got it to stop. Fine story. Good story, right? And, and I think a lot of reporters in certain markets would consider that a great get, right? Well, on this day and some of the other topics and questions that were going on... Um, Mayor Bloomberg at the time decided to say, his response was something along the lines of, well, you know, there are people out there who are getting murderers off the street, curing cancer, uh, and, and doing these other things, risking their lives to protect our city and the people of it. But your paper <laughs> tracked down the nefarious criminals who were stealing water from the water fountain for, uh, from the fire hydrant for a ride. And you guys should be commended for it. And he put this reporter so much in his place. And now, I don't know what he would have been like had the reporter not been falling out of his chair. Because maybe there was a chance he hadn't had his cup of coffee or his bagel and locks yet. Uh, And he may have done that anyway. But on that specific day, it was just, be patient out there. Because if you're... Acting like a kid who's looking for a gold star in the oh, back of yeah. the classroom, well, you might get your gold star, That's right. but you might also be treated like That's a about kid. I was you better deserve it. You <laughs> might, well, well, you might be treated like the kid, yes, you know, yes. and, and, and in, in that environment, I mean, I could tell he was embarrassed. I'm, I don't know if he actually ended up publishing any quote from Bloomberg in his paper on that one there. I, maybe, I was, I Maybe just the you should be commended part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that segues into
1: this one. Don't try to be too smart.
0: Uh, a, I yeah.
1: In regards to I guess your script here, you said yes. A script, a great script means nothing. All
0: right. So so many times, journalists want to be high and mighty. Mm-hmm. There's a certain sophistication mm-hmm. that journalists feel that they have. I love the voice you're putting on right now. Well, I mean, highbrow would be the the way that I would describe it, but. If you try and use words that you're not using in conversation with your friends... On a
1: day-to-day basis, I got you, yeah. ...then
0: people might not understand it. And if they, it's going to do one of two things, okay? It's going to make them not like you because you sound like an arrogant jerk. Right. Or it's going to make them feel stupid and they're not going <laughs> to like you because you're an arrogant <laughs> jerk who made them feel stupid... But using big words and uh, superfluous sentences. (laughs) Spell it. Wordy. (laughs) Using lengthy and wordy sentences. It's just, it, it doesn't translate, especially when it comes to television. A print journalist has the luxury of having somebody be able to go and look up a word in their story. A... Broadcast journalist does not, because by the time they've gone to look up that word, your story's over, and they've missed it. The other thing about being too smart is you can write the most unbelievable script, the most unbelievable narrative about an event, but if you don't have the video to match, you spent so much time crafting... These wonderful words, which is going to get lost because you don't have the video to match. And television is about marrying the words with the visuals. It's so many times the words you don't use are just as important as the ones that you do. And you can tell a story sometimes by getting out of the way. And... A lot of times. A lot of times. A lot of times. You're right. Um, And, and you, you have to remember that. You have to remember that. But I have done this. I still do this from time to time. There are times that I'll, I'll come up with a word that I would use. And, of course, I'm blanking on one right now. But there might be a word that I would use in conversation. And I think to myself, I pause and I say, you know what? Is this too smart? Is there a better word to use in this case All
1: right, when you say, is this too smart, does that mean you're dumbing it down for the audience? Or what
0: exactly, how would you define what you're doing? If you can reach a larger audience Mm -hmm. by using a more commonly used word, I don't think that's dumbing it down. Actually, that might be the smartest thing you could do. Because now they're all on the same page. Right, and and you know what? That's what they want. They want to be able to relate to you, to understand you. Because if they can't understand you, then chances are they're not going to trust that you can understand them.
1: Then you lose the connection.
0: And that's it. And that's what this is about. Right. That's what this is about. So sometimes the biggest word you can use, most often times, the biggest word you can use is not
1: the best word that you can use. I know some reporters out there that are walking thesaurus, as I call <laughs> them. Their names Is it will the remain. Sorai? Sor- <laughs> <laughs> you shall remain nameless. Oh, man. You know who you are because you're listening. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right, so. How important? Wait, 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 wait!
0: I'm sorry. Back away. <laughs> we all know who we are when it
1: comes down to it. Listen. If you feel guilty right now, yeah, it might be you.
0: If it probably is you, maybe you're reading a good book and you had to look up a word, so you want to use it, right? That's what you did in school. But this is not everybody's reading War and Peace right now, or you know, there's a reason the language from Shakespeare has gone out of style. Right. Sometimes swag or FOMO might be more relatable to your audience. Swag or FOMO? Swag for, you know, stuff we, well, stuff we all get. It's where it comes from. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's just a knowledge bomb. <laughs> FOMO. Fear. Am I the
1: only one that gets the word of the day from dictionary.com? Uh,
0: I don't get that. So today's
1: word is word monger.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, wow, that's appropriate for this conversation. Look it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's appropriate. It is, right? So. All right. So <laughs> let's see. How important is it to gain contacts and hold on to contacts? You uh, say here, always get a phone number and save them.
0: I don't do this enough. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think we, we're all guilty of that.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. So many times the phone number. I don't know why. Explain Maybe how important because...
1: it <sighs> is to a reporter. I mean, I, I've always been told as a reporter. I'm not a reporter, but I've always been told that reporters or are as good as their Rolodex
0: yeah yeah except the problem is most of the audience listening to this doesn't know what a Rolodex is, <laughs> or if they do, it's only because they're reporters. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, I sometimes my my wife still yells at me because I have business cards all over the place from yeah, people, right? Yeah. And and sometimes that's great, but I don't put those business cards in my phone, and then I need one of those neat scanners. Oh yeah, well, yeah. there's a great. I'm I'm gonna plug an app here that I use right now. I think it's called BCR. I think it's just called BCR Reader. I'll put it up on the show notes, but there's a business card reader app where you can just take a picture of the card and it inputs all the information for you. You gotta watch because sometimes people use different fonts. Into your contents? It'll put into it right contacts? into your right into your contacts. Oh, yeah. Please, it yeah. is it is one that you have to pay for, but it's not expensive. I mean it's they have totally things. It's totally worth it. Man. I think it's like three, four bucks. Um one time fee. One time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I mean if you go buy a business card scanner, they're a hundred and something bucks yeah. when you go out there. But anyway, so The the one thing that I've gotten better at is getting contacts from like say that doctor who gave you that great soundbite and who's willing to do interviews on a regular basis or you know the official obviously but same thing like I said with the interviews before the big name isn't always the best name to have. Mm -hmm sometimes that man on the street that you interviewed who's close to a situation that you can keep going back to or is known in the neighborhood or had something happen to them is just as important. And those sometimes, even when I do put them in, and I'm still working on this, so if you have a good idea, please let me know because I'll put that person in my phone, but I don't always mark them the best way. Mm. So that, and mark them. God, that sounds terrible. I don't always... uh, Stu- save them if under the right at label. If my contacts,
1: almost everyone has some type of code word or something in parentheses right. next to it, you know? Yeah.
0: My uncle a long time ago gave me this tip. This is when business cards were still in vogue. But he said, whenever you get a business card, write a little note on the back about that person, where you met them, yeah. and maybe a little fact about them. And I do that sometimes with the notes section uh, in your contacts. Correct. Um, but God if, if you can't remember And it's weird Like Sometimes I'll have A, a dietician Or there's a couple doctors Or something like that In my contacts And I'm like Oh which one was it And I'll think Okay it was the one Who had the watermelon Plate in her office I'm like Alright Did I write that in my notes Watermelon plate Oh wait I did Holy cow But that's what sparked My
1: memory And here's a little tip For everyone that's In a relationship Hopefully she's not listening
0: Um
1: <laughs> Um Use the notes, because things that you don't remember on a day-to-day basis come in handy. The birthdays, what she likes, blah, blah, blah. I probably shouldn't be saying this right now. We're going to scratch that from the record. What do you mean? <laughs>
0: it's okay. You have a diary. That's cute. I don't have a diary. I think that's really cute. You, you guys on? first kissed. <laughs> that's really cute. Look at ladies out there. I'm sorry he's oh, taken, but you dad. know what I mean. Oh. That's and, a good uh, thing. Ah, oh, all the ways. And,
1: and you <laughs> know, I did. I did direct it toward people in relationships, but you know, some you don't have to be in a relationship. It's a friendships, everything. The little things that you want to remember about a friend or anyone that's close to you. Best way to remember it. Yeah. Use the notes. Yeah. Use the notes. I'm sorry. Did I?
0: No, nobody. Nobody uh, parts with their phone these days. That, unfor- right. I, I don't know. Fortunately or unfortunately, it's an unbelievable device that you have in your hand. Totally. totally <laughs> so, by it. Yeah,
1: And how important is it to spell everyone's name?
0: Oh, man. You know what? There is a comedian. I think he's... Jeez, uh, I think this was a Brian Regan skit. Okay. okay. And he goes, you know, you can't spell anyone's name anymore. And he's like, there, there are names like John or Joe. And you go up to somebody, you know, they'll say... What's your name? And they'll say, oh, oh, it's it's Carolyn. And you say, oh, Caroline. No, it's Carolyn. <laughs> or it'll, it'll be spelt Carolyn. You'll see it And you'll say, okay, Carolyn. No, Caroline, right? But then sometimes you have a name like Amy, right? So A-M-Y, right? No, A-I-M-E-E or A-M-I-E-E or A-Y-M-I-E or it doesn't matter. People spell their names however the heck they want. Or there's different languages. Oh, my God, in New York, I interviewed somebody named... Um, Oh shoot! I think it was Jody the other day.
1: Oh, that could—I mean, you got J O D I, J O D Y.
0: It was Y O D I, and she was yeah, and she was yes. Wow. And so the J in in the Y the Y is right right. is the J sound. So I mean, I have a cousin whose name is Jasmine, and it's spelled with a Y. So wow. So all those things. So you really have to ask how to spell the names and. It might not mean that much to you. Don't never assume. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get guys named Mike or Tom or girls named, you know, Liz who look at me and say, really? You need me to spell Liz? Yeah. yeah. I really do. Is <laughs> it two Zs and, or one Z? Come on. <laughs> and I say it's sometimes because we get, you know, we get different spellings. But you know what? Sometimes Liz, if I had spelled her last name wrong, she would have been really pissed off at me. So... <laughs> These people who you're interviewing still get excited that they are going to be on television tonight. You know, they're calling their friends and they're telling them to watch. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Hey, wife. Hey, daughter. Whatever. Guys, I'm going to be on TV today. This is cool. And. The last thing you want to do is have them gather around the television and then be like, "Oh, they spelled your name wrong." Oh, well, why and is then the name Arthur right. under Liz's picture. <laughs> right, right, or that happens. Well, that sometimes is yeah, out That's of our control, the, right, but right. Um, yeah, we well, we can get mad at the director maybe for that or maybe I, I don't know, yeah. whatever. We're not going to point fingers That's here. We're not, Yeah, but it, it could be somebody right. else. Maybe you just put the fonts in wrong in the right, right, right. in the wrong but, order.
1: But the other good thing about it, and this is for the shooters out there, that's your time to get your two shot. That's your time to get the establishing mm. shot so that way the reporter can introduce whoever it is that you're talking to. Yeah, and we've
0: talked about this before, Kenton and I. I hate after an interview is done and we've gotten everything out of the way and somebody says to me, okay, now two shot. And that's the photographer saying, all right, now I'm ready to get a shot with the reporter and the subject, interview subject in it. And I'm like, we were just here talking for 20 now minutes. fake conversation. Right. <laughs> you couldn't have at any time zoomed out while I was asking a question, while the person was saying and spelling their name. Whatever the case may be, I'd, ra- I'd rather have that. Not to mention then you, you've you got your B-roll in and out, too. It's easier to find shots, easier to find the question sometimes. Well, as a
1: photographer and for all the reporters that are listening, do it in the beginning. So that way it is organic. It just flows. And if the if the shooter is on point and sharp, they know to get it in the beginning. Yeah, When you're getting that name, you get it then. So that way everything is smooth.
0: And let me tell you, before we move on from this one, yeah, just yeah. how important someone's name can be. And I mean, I've done it. I've done it because I've, I've had somebody whose name I thought was a commonly spelled name, mm-hmm. and I didn't ask them to spell their first name. And then I sometimes I get an email. Sometimes I get a... Facebook message and and it it kills me because I do think that's important. So much so that I had a story once just how important what you do can be to people at home. I I may have shared this story before in the podcast, but there was a it was a story about last minute Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve and this gentleman was out shopping for his wife and he was out to get her a piece of jewelry, I think. But I talked to him about it, and at the end of it, he just got to wish his wife a Merry Christmas. And he says, Merry Christmas, Rosalie. And he had passed away. That was his last Christmas. And he gathered around on Christmas Eve and watched that with his family. And then that was the last Christmas he got to celebrate. Someone from that family had reached out to me and told me that now every Christmas they watch that. Wow. Just that little bit. Wow. So this has become a part of their lives forever and it's something that I never would have batted an eye at. I never would have thought that it carried that meaning. And who the heck knows? And it's a rare case. But you don't know if somebody's going home and they're saving that on their DVR to show everybody when they come over.
1: That was the true example of your 2 minutes of fame.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wow. So so really th- those little things matter and if you treat other people with that attention and that care then you know, I think that comes through.
1: Definitely, I agree. agree. All right, uh, I'm gonna save this other one for last. So let's go. Mm. We're at number nine. (laughs) We're only at number nine. (laughs) Only at number nine. Number nine is bring extra media.
0: Yeah, MMJ side of you. This is every side of me. This is as a reporter. (laughs) I think uh, it gets tricky sometimes now because I'll go out with photographers who use different media in their cameras than I do. But even when I am not. Um, when I'm not shooting my own stuff, I I tend to try and have an extra SD card on me right now. Sometimes it's irrelevant because they're shooting on... Discs, XD cam, whatever the case may be. There you go. As Kenton pulls his media Killing out, so me I, I can pockets. check it. Yeah, media and batteries seem to be just falling out of everywhere. <laughs> that's that's what it is. I don't know, but that but that's oh, a scary, good thing. Kind of oh yeah, now. he's yeah. got a little too many. <laughs> Actually, somebody somebody somewhere is without a piece of media yeah, because Kenton stole it from them tonight. <laughs> There's a photographer somewhere in the world going. Where the hell did I put that SD card?
1: I don't know if it's hell they're saying. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that son of a bitch,
0: Kenton Young. I'm gonna get him back. It's probably gonna be me. But anyway. Oh go ahead. man, Kenton goes home and he dives into a pile of SD cards the way Scrooge McDuck used to dive into his vault. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> oh god, that's such a geek. I mean, we just so geeked out there, like news geek right now. If you don't know what we're talking about. I mean, you know, everybody has SD cards, right? Like, These guys the have way too much thing.
1: wine. Before
0: your podcast, oh my god, I didn't even have a glass tonight. This is hysterical. <laughs> it's all me. Yeah. Oh my god, Scrooge McDuck. So I wonder if some of these people who know because... this. Is... Oh yeah. So oh come on, we've all we've all been there. We've run out of media because we didn't have enough. Kenton, you talked about it in your mistakes. Kenton yes, and I yes. again have worked together. I yes. can't stress this one enough. Bring extra media. Have it on you, and then it is always, always, always. Uh, you know, you just feel so much have. safer. Oh you yeah, feel so much better. Just knowing it's like a you security know,
1: blanket. On my day to day, the way we work it, you know, um, our producers bring the media. They ask you what type of cameras you're shooting on, so they can be prepared. And it's just become protocol, you know. And I ask all right off the bat, if you know how long do you anticipate the interview going? And based on that, I let them know exactly how much they should bring. And obviously, I have media available as well, just in case we go over.
0: So, right, but you can say that and have an idea of how thing, how long things are going to go. But we've been there. I mean, the the one mistake, the one time that comes um, to memory for me was during a press conference. Yeah. All right, we're up. And then you, you, you run that tricky situation of, okay, I have no more media left. I've got four minutes left on this card. Should I press stop and hope he doesn't say anything, or and then all of a sudden, bang! <laughs>
1: That's what I needed. Damn it!
0: Uh, you get. I mean, come on. You you're watching that light blink on your camera. It, it all of a sudden they've been talking for two and a half hours. You I mean you you slept through half of it, but your producer needs something for the newscast. Right, so right. whatever the case may be. But yeah, if you if you have extra media, you 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 can avoid that. Um, and have some peace of mind, and not have to sweat it out as you slowly watch it tick zero. You notice that about the cameras? I hate that. What's that? So it goes from one, and it'll show you zero. Okay, zero minutes, but zero, minutes zero left, right? Minutes zero break. minutes, but you actually have fifty nine seconds yeah. or less left it, on there. Basically,
1: it's saying, "All right,
0: all right." But I would rather it count down like a New Year's countdown
1: <laughs> for me. You know, you you
0: actually, or right. maybe a bomb ticking. That's more me accurate. Up the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: I I literally rolled a disc. Uh, XD disk down to the end, and it was blinking on zero for me, and I stopped to set up another shot because I knew I was hoping to just get ten more seconds. Wouldn't let me record again, so now I'm figuring: I should I have stopped, or should I have just mm-hmm. kept going? Because I'm wondering if it has but so much left if it just doesn't engage the recording. Well, if it just doesn't.
0: You know what that is, though. I think it's like you. You know when you have. Um... Your tank, your t- gas tank on your right. car. You know, you it says E, but and then you can e go a little yeah. past oh, E. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've tested that a few times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, been. I may or, may, or I may not mean. have
1: broken down in the middle of Fifth Avenue 42nd oh, oh Street. God.
0: <laughs> In New York I mean look I don't know how that happens In New York I get it on a highway Or something like that Or you know Some of these places When you're in the middle of nowhere And don't know where a gas station is uh, yes. But come on In New yeah, York Yeah trust me well, You were it probably idling fun. With the generator That's it wasn't what it fun. was It wasn't fun <laughs> Anyway And last but certainly well, not least but
1: certainly not least Embrace the haters Oh
0: man You know what Here's what I love <laughs> <laughs> I haters those. have the best story ideas <laughs> i'm serious Explain so i used one. to i used to you know as long as they're not cursing or putting something up there on um you know that's offensive to somebody embrace the haters and there's always the theory of if they're yelling at you because of something you said it means they listened to something you said. Are these hating colleagues or are these hating... All of them. Okay. All of okay. them. Okay. Hating okay. colleagues, hating viewers, viewers, hating people who just don't like the topic of your story or how you presented it. But you know what? If nothing else, they're usually passionate about something. Now, sometimes trolls are the are the old people who used to watch the news and called up when something was wrong um, but they're watching they're paying attention sometimes and I'm like I, I did a story about um, k2 and and I mentioned another drug in that story and it got me so much response from these people and and a lot of people are like oh am I wrong? am I this am I that? and you know what if you're wrong, you admit it you, you know you you admit you made a mistake and you right. go and, and and move on from there right um, as as best you can depending on obviously how severe explicit, it is. Right. But we are human too. Um, but then look at what it is that they're yelling and screaming about. Because if they're yelling and screaming a lot of times, it might be a minority, but you got to look at it because sometimes it's not. It's it, it it's a really... a story there. Right. There's a story there. So, you know, that turned me on to the, the story about the drug kratom, which I, I did a, a lot of research into. And then the other thing is too it is the best way to earn loyal viewers mm. because you'll see from the comments people give themselves away you know who the ones out there who are just trolls who are just cursing at other people and you know the people who are genuinely who genuinely care about what they're talking about right. and what you're talking about And you can create some pretty loyal viewers from that. If you take the time to hear somebody out who criticized you, and you can get a story about it, it's like that person is going to go and tell a lot of other people, like, I trust this guy, or I trust this woman, because... They took the time and they really listen, and, and they don't have a bias agenda. So many times, I mean, we are at the mercy of the experts that we talk to, right? We go back to people because we think they're trustworthy, but sometimes experts are rushed too. Sometimes they haven't done the research properly, and they want to be on camera for to talk about something. I have no problem with an expert who says, I'm not familiar with this topic. I don't think I'm the best person to talk to. The best thing that they can do then to help me is say, "But talk to this person." That's
1: right.
0: Or, but I would much rather they say, "Hey, I'm not really familiar with this," um, or at least, at the very least, let me read up. I need a couple hours to read up on this to see if it's something you know. Find out if it's something that we're dealing with here. Sometimes experts are just so used to being on camera, and they know what you need, and they and you appreciate that as a reporter. You they know you need a quick soundbite, so they want to give it to you really quick, but. It got a little bit off topic here, but it's all to say that we're, we're sometimes we're at the mercy of them because we're going to them because of their credentials and we're trusting them. Again, it's your story. When it goes up on the web, usually it has your name on the byline. When it goes over the air, it's your face who's fronting it usually, or, or has the stand up in there. It's your voice, your words that are written down. And in this this news cycle, it's tough. It's really tough to go through the crunches. I, I mean, I'm terrified when it comes to it about you know. News getting duped. You hear about right now uh, citizen journalists. There's a Fox station, I believe, that has partnered with an app that's going to make it easier than ever for citizen journalists. And with that, I think it's only going to be easier than ever for news stations to get duped and air content that's not true news. So you, you always have to have your BS meter up. Yeah. But, but when those people come out and criticize you for something you've done... Listen to them and then move on. Then shake it off, right? <laughs> then shake it off, but, but but listen, yeah. But do a surface check on there and 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 put your check your ego, check your ego before you check your Facebook comments or your Twitter comments, right? And then go from there, you know. If they're criticizing my tie, so be it. I don't, I know I don't have the best style choices, I'm not on the cover <laughs> of GQ, you know. Aww. yeah, then we need uh, I'm so dumb. I don't, I don't. know. I mean, is queer eye for the straight guy? Is that like even appropriate anymore? Uh, is that? It's I don't cool. think that's. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: it's cool. We have a friend that was on it, so that's cool. Right.
0: But but is it is it PC to say? Can you say queer eye for the straight guy?
1: I don't know. I like the show, so I'm fine
0: with. I it. think some straight guys now have a better eye for that stuff. Nah, <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think sexuality comes into it anymore nah. with manscaping. What are we just watching? brotox right? That's right. That's right. brotox <laughs> parties. Not not bot. That's botox for bros. Yes. For those of you who might not be familiar, do a story. About it in your own market. <laughs> anyway, Kenton, I uh, think that was it. Bro. I'm off the hot seat That's here. And yeah, embrace the haters out there wherever you are. But it's all love coming from us over here, at Viv Media. You know no that, no doubt, no doubts. Listen, please share with us your tips if you've made any mistakes or just have uh, any ideas uh, of ways that you know people can grow up quick in this business because. Yeah. God, we can all learn. Make my life easier at work. Never stop learning, people. Never stop learning. Thank you for taking the time to listen. As always, I am Joe Massiri. I am Kenton Young. This is broadcasting in black and white. Have a great one. Peace.